Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors podcast, your trusted source for outdoor information and entertainment. The Greenway Outdoors is also an internationally syndicated TV show and conservation advocate aimed at bringing millennials and Generation Z into the outdoors. Welcome to the Greenway Outdoors. The Greenway Outdoors is brought to you by Ram Trucks, built to serve Motor Trends Truck of the Year for the third year in a row, and by Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's, your adventure starts here. Tracker Boats, fish the finest, and by these other fine sponsors. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Green Outdoors podcast. My name is Kyle Green. Uh, I'm AJ. I'm Jeff. I am the producer, Ryan Parks. Nice. Nice. See, they get an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice title with the name. Nice. Okay. To kick this off, this I'm a, the sentence sums up what I'm going to be telling you. There is, for the first time, clear evidence of Europeans arriving in North America. And guess who they were? I'll give you a hint. They have a better team than the Lions. Vikings. Oh, everybody. Uh, no, <laughs> nice. Oh, oh Bengals. <laughs> no, Chiefs. No, well, Vi- well, yeah, but <laughs> Vikings would make sense because they've been everywhere. Well, they just went all over and pillaged. Well, it is Vikings. Well, what's your yeah? yeah okay, Genghis Khan. Okay. Genghis Khan. Question: Good. Why Genghis is Khan. Chiefs okay? If the the whoa 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 <laughs> no whoa. it's not well a chief is like so many different things now chief of the fire department police department their logo their logo really narrows it down hey why is not, chief let's, okay? let's not start an issue here yeah I'm triggered no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wonder why chiefs get the pass but you get blackhawks you, too you though. for a, a a good portion of your life thought you were some kind of Native American I've are heard, we gonna bring that up we yeah. still we still don't know. Uh, my grandma didn't always tell the truth. If we're, if, we're being, if we're being okay, so I got a lot of messed up information. My dad also thought it was funny to tell me that we were part uh, grizzly bear. bear. Yeah, Long true. story short, no one would be more of a good story for twenty three and me because uh, uh, I, I got no idea yeah. what to what to expect. A lot of false huh. positives on your twenty three yeah. and me. Yeah, I know I'm one sixty fourth Cherokee. Oh yeah. So okay. So that. back to our so story. I'm offended. You can't, so, get, you can't get a scholarship, so. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't so, count. So I want to focus on this uh, story about the Vikings. And they arrived, I mean, in the year that they know that they were there, we don't know that it's the year they arrived, but it's inside a 13-year span, is the year 1021. And I know huh. Christopher Columbus landed in the Bahamas in 1492. With the Nina, the Pinta, and, and the, the Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. <laughs> yeah, that was... That's how we start the beat, machine. Beatboxing. <laughs> yeah. shout, out, shout out Mrs. Campbell. Yeah, we learned that from you, Mrs. Campbell. She's. I, I, <laughs> no, whoa, okay, come on. Let's relax a little. Our fifth grade teacher, I was on Facebook the other day, and she's living life. Yeah? <laughs> yep. She's not married anymore. Oh. Oh. That's too bad. I think I'll always have an infatuation with my fifth grade teacher as well. Mine's fourth grade. Fourth grade. Which yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Mr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, Mrs. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Wolmowski. Jeffrey, you should have. Oh no, you had Mrs. Campbell too. Remember Miss Cassidy in fifth grade? Yeah. Jeez, dude. What a time to be alive. Fifth grade, you're so confused too. You're like, why is this? 
I don't What's understand. happening to me? I don't understand. This is the best teacher I ever had, but I don't yes, understand Yes, I will why. skip lunch to eat in the classroom. Attention, detention, detention. We had Miss Z. Miss Z, on not only being a, like a new teacher in her 20s, she didn't uh, do homework. This is by didn't, far. Didn't believe in homework. By uh, she far. Was the first I, I didn't one have her, though. Wave. The whole fifth grade conversation <laughs> we have ever had on the podcast. Oh, sorry, we're male. This would be low key for normal combo, Just though. Say so. it. That school is a couple miles down the road, too. Yeah. No, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Wilmowski was insane. What's crazy to me now is looking back, though, she was 23 years old and she was our teacher. Wow. So no wonder I was confused. I'm like, what? What? You're not that much older than me. Like, I perceive like, you differently than I mean, to be clear, others. <laughs> she's still 14 years older than you at the time, but, uh, you know. Yeah, but, you know, you Boy, you're that puts it in an even weirder perspective. Yeah, but when you, were, <laughs> when you were 20, she was 34. Hey. Right. Right, like if you were just you know at a club or something, and hoping that that's someone my age teaching a classroom. Right. Yeah. Know. That seems strange. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't feel like I could take care of a classroom. You know, I've determined now I don't trust a lot of doctors now that I know the people that I know that have become doctors. Yep. I'm like, but they're dumb. No. Like yeah. no. Oh, so that's weird to me. So Jenna I'm being you passed Jenna being a nurse. She so she went through the whole program and everything. Obviously, she, she works with doctors now. She says that, like in that period of your twenties when you'd be out like just socializing and gaining like life experience and maturing, they don't get that because they dedicated all their time to becoming a doctor. So they're still going through that when you're eight years ahead of them. Oh, also like they have like a, a late, <laughs> the, the, late there's bloom. like a latency to their maturity. In the sense of just like socialization, but not education. It's, like, hit, it's like hitting puberty till you're like 18. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, uh, what, is that uh, weird? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now imagine if you don't hit it until you're 25. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey. We're all friends. <laughs> yeah. You don't gotta. You don't air my dirty laundry. <laughs> the uh, the other thing is when you look at it is the perception of uh, um, okay they spent all that time they miss those things but then especially for female doctors. They have like, a, um, like let's say they're about 30, and all of a sudden the normal things that happen to a female at 30, what they start thinking, how they start processing information, they start thinking about starting a family, and a lot of them are even may f feel behind. You know, it's like in yeah. our DNA to feel that way. So you mix that in together, and it's like, that's something. Vikings. That's oh, yeah, that's where we started. I couldn't remember. Crazy. I really couldn't remember. Right. How in the world did we get here? I don't know. We got I enjoyed here because it, I, didn't, I didn't have caffeine for four days, and now I just had caffeine. So ah, here we are. There it is. Okay, I'm going to get back to this story. Nature's buzz. <laughs> Nature's buzz. <laughs> 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 okay, so we now have, for the first time, you like how I'm starting it out like this so that hey. we can still use the sound bite later for, the, so. for the clip? Okay. We have right now, for there the first time, what? I got to go back to the nature's buzz thing. If we started an energy drink, that's the tagline. We copyright it. Mm -hmm. We better do that now. We put a little bit of honey in it. Maybe we'll not. Because <laughs> of nature. Buzz. Three times distilled. Oh, the, the buzz, the beat. Oh, what? That's oh actually nice. That's all you need is the honey. Listen, what was the thing you we were? We can't release for? this podcast. Then we could now. make one of those gas station pills and call it birds and bees because of like, like <laughs> one, of, one of our offshoot uh, products. It's the third product. <laughs> So, for the sake of this podcast clip, <clears throat> someone's getting rich. I know, not us. For the sake of this podcast clip, 
This is the first ever clear evidence of Europeans arriving in North America, and it took place in 1021. Now, that's inside a 13-year span. So inside that 13-year span of 1021, the Vikings were here, and we know that because of trees. Now, this is super cool, and I didn't know this, but in the year 993, I guess you'd say year 993, but it just sounds like it's weird to – if it doesn't have a 1,000 in front of it, it's weird, you know? Mm -hmm. But in that year, there was um, uh, extreme solar flares that created a really strong radioactive carbon footprint of carbon-14. So mm -hmm. that was in the atmosphere. Now <clears> – <throat> That carbon dioxide had that all in it for months. Okay, really strong. So when they when they say carbon dating and how they age things, that's what they're looking for. I know I'm headed there. Nice. nice. So that year, so, thanks MSU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it shut. I did research, <laughs> so I, I don't want to hear you again. <laughs> so in the year 993, that happened. So what they did was they said, okay, <clears throat> they found trees in Newfoundland. And yes, I, I like I know it's, it looks like Newfoundland. This is kind of why, but Newfoundland, they found trees that were chopped down and used, but they were clearly chopped with metal tools. Okay. Oh, okay. Now the indigenous. I thought you were going to say that they found a, the fossil of a tree from back then, and, and it had carved in it Sven Hartz. I was thinking <laughs> Sven. What's that? Nikolai. I don't get it. Made it clear was my story, but I don't get it. Olga. I don't know what I. I, don't know what I Viking lady's name would be Olga sounds right Olga yeah okay I knew an Olga she was uh, had a restaurant made real good snackers she was from those, those <laughs> are good no Olga she was from Serbia really mm-hmm mm -hmm. yep yep smoking hot is that still a country Serbia really Serbia is a country it used to be Yugoslavia oh Serbia? really Serbia is still around oh, that's they got awesome. a lot going on though um, <clears throat> so Vikings metal tools metal tools so nice. because of the metal tools they determined that because of the structures that were built out of these trees and the use of the metal tools to do it, that they knew it was an indigenous people. Hmm. And there was always, I guess you could almost say folklore, where up until now the history of where we placed the Vikings was based on stories that were passed down through generations. So there was never really any proof of it. But the belief was from a lot of people that the Vikings did come over to Newfoundland uh, during – roughly this period, but there was no definitive proof of it. The metal tools, the structures that they built can do that. So the way carbon dating works is this. They look at these trees. Um, <clears throat> there was three trees that were cut, again, using these metal tools, and they can see when they were cut because there's rings. So if you were to chop a tree down, you would see rings, and you can age a tree based on those rings. Mm -hmm. So what they were able to do is see where that year 993 was on the tree inside of its rings. And then they were able to see how many years after that year 993 that the tree was chopped down, which would have been 1021. So they're able to see that that tree was chopped down with metal tools in the year 1021, where it was said that the Vikings were at that time through folklore and time what's, passing what's the down. the 13-year? Is that like The 13-year window is this, as we know that they were there between 3 and 13 years based on the buildings that were built, oh, based okay. on the stuff that was around the site, gotcha. they they can see that they were there from 3 to 13 years. The other thing was, the folklore was that they went there <clears throat> and they had a lot of issues with the uh, indigenous people. So the indigenous people, they, they had a name for them that they called them, and the name is um, translated to 
uh, men who wear skins yeah. or animal skins. That yeah. was the, that was how they uh, that was how they translated. But there was a lot of um, uh, disruption going on back and forth between the two. Um, you could understand how that would be. It looks like there was probably based on the structures and mixed with the folklore, mixed with the timing. Looks like there was about a hundred men and women that went there. Looks like they built a church. Uh, most yeah. of them would have been Christian at the time, uh, but not all of them. It wasn't like an exclusive religion thing where you got mm -hmm. chopped up if you didn't pick one. Um, so that was uh, it was an exclusive thing. But they probably had a church. It looks like, and they've like rebuilt those. But the way that the land has reclaimed like the churches and stuff, AJ's showing you a picture of it right now uh, on the on the screen. Uh, it's really, really cool to see. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So um, that's that. It was just kind of interesting that using this, this uh, the trees that were chopped down clearly with metal tools um, at the time that the Vikings were supposed to be there, this kind of gives like definitive proof that Europeans that used metal tools because they were the only ones at the time were definitely there this at the year 1021 um and they definitely chopped down trees and it's just kind of interesting. geographically Which, where uh new finland oh in new finland yeah he said that i thought north america so is that new finland there is, is that canada? north america it's is canada, canada and okay. the united states yeah, yeah. so Scotia. there was also some evidence with these buildings and the site that they were researching that they had gone farther south and found right they had found more exotic type trees so, which would take you down towards the Caribbean. Yeah, well, what they were oh. what they were looking for was uh, um, where they they would often look for uh, warmer climates um, because of grapes to make wine. Ah. So uh, some of the things that they named they migrated. <clears throat> yeah, the sagas is what they call them instead of folklore. The sagas refer to the entire region as Vineland, which means wineland, supposedly oh. because it was warm enough for grapes to Vineyard? grow. Vineyard, wineyard. No, because these people were from Greenland. I didn't mention that yet. So pretty cold up there. And I've I've yeah. gone out of my way. So the Norse Greenland or Iceland? Because Iceland is green, Greenland is ice. Greenland. Uh, this is what it says. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I think Greenland sounds right. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting to me. So pretty. I'll I'll read a little bit from this. Previous studies have established there was such a cosmic ray event that took place in the year nine nine ninety three. And that uh, for a few months that caused greater than usual le levels of radioactive carbon-14 in the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So a tree is breathing it, and because of that, it leaves that footprint on the um, on the rings. Kind of. I cool. wonder if a solar flare to that magnitude has happened since then. It, it doesn't seem that way because oh, okay. we'd see it on the trees again. Okay. So, it, it a strange part of this is the fact that like th they're part of the European cultures, the Vikings, and Christopher Columbus is still taught in schools today and with that song and, and once we, you got the song though you can't go back <laughs> yeah and we understand it as he was the first person here and that he thought the world was round everyone else thought the world was flat oh that's right because he's the one that proved him wrong and because he thought it was round he thought he would end up in india and it makes you wonder about the communication between the vikings and the rest of the europeans what that relationship was like because if the vikings knew they weren't ending up in india they would i'm sure they would have explained to the other europeans that you're not going to end up in india like you think you are like we went and yeah, we, we, what, we went 400 years go by until we went and did it Columbus? and we got our butts handed There's to us by some different land 
Yeah. That's crazy. The thing, the thing kind of put it in perspective is I was in uh, uh, Scotland before all the COVID stuff, and you could actually travel. And uh, there was an abbey there on um, what, extinct an volcano. It's uh, like a kind of a religious building of sorts. Okay. I think like monks live there. Okay. Um, and it was on the side of this extinct volcano. It was built in, I believe, the 1500s. And all that was left was two partial walls that made like an L. Mm-hmm. And it was a stone building. So they did all like the, you know, where you make an arch and you have the central stone. And it's like technology of the time, you know. Uh, fun fact, that's called the keystone. The keystone. Nice. Um, and uh, and this, this, these two partial walls is all that's left. So no wonder uh, buildings that were made 500 years before then right. made out of wood don't even kind of exist anymore. It would be no. interesting to see how they're able to rebuild that. That'd be really cool. So this location, and I don't know how to, ex- how, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Lance, which I know because Lance Cruz, so it's spelled that way. Mm-hmm. But Lance A U X, Lance Ox, we'll call it, uh, was that's what they called the settlement, and um, it was. It's indicated through the sagas that it was abandoned due to infighting and conflicts with the indigenous people, whom the Norse called Skraling. So they called them the, these Vikings were called the Norse N O R S E called um it was scraling is what they called the indigenous people which means wearers of animal skin so i was correct there too hmm. um so the sagas refer to the entire region as vineland which means wineland um because it's but uh because of the fact that it could grow grapes but new finland technically can't so itself was too cold for grapes the name suggests that the north probably explored warmer regions much further south because of also they found they also found um, pieces of exotic wood at the location um, in Newfoundland. So they called the entire area Wineland, but that would be like saying the United States because, like, Florida is way warmer than Michigan. So so it's like I just didn't want it to be thought that we thought you could grow grapes in Newfoundland. Yeah. That's all. So I want to make sure I cleared that up because it's my story. It's and not bad. You talk. Like it. very, <laughs> it's a very interesting story. Yeah, of course it's a good story. I came up with it. Um, speaking of – You made it up? <laughs> no, 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 it's legit. Uh, we also never really need to make up stories because our life is a, a, a sh- very true an S show, as they call it. <laughs> um, so we went to uh, we, Jeff and I went duck hunting this weekend without you two. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, sort of. I mean, we had an experience. Did you go to yeah. a place that does a draw? Yes. Let me just tell you about our life real quick. So yeah. we go to <clears throat> we decide we're going to do the afternoon hunt. So the draw is at 11 a.m. We decided at 11 p.m. the day before. We're like, you know, we're not going to make it up in time. Even if I go to sleep right now, I'm probably only going to get like three hours of sleep. We'll just do the afternoon. It's probably going to be better anyways. So, yeah, that was what we told ourselves. So we go out. Listen to this, though. So we're like packing up the truck to go and stuff. But we have like time because we're doing the afternoon hunt. It's Mm -hmm. like 8 a.m. or something. And Jeff's like, I see him packing his stuff into my truck. And he puts his toothbrush in, in my truck. I go, why are you bringing your toothbrush? He goes, I was in a hurry. He goes, I'll need to brush my teeth when we get there. I go, brush your teeth now. And when I came here, when I got to the house, he was laying on the couch when we got to the studio. I was in, I was in a super, <laughs> yeah. I was in a super hurry. So I wake up in a panic because I'm worried my alarm didn't go off. But I got up two minutes before my alarm went off. But I'm still, you know, I get up. I, I have just enough time to pack my stuff and get out the door. And then I get here and I'm like, you know, I don't know exactly how long it's going to take to get from here to the draw place. I don't know. There's a lot of, you know, usually with trips, so that's, there's a lot unknown. So I like yeah. to oh, yeah. make sure, you know, and I get here and he's like, be here at eight. 
I already get here at 8.15. So I'm like, oh, no. we're in, you know. He calls and wakes me up. And I call and he goes, oh, oh yeah, I'll just I'll get out of bed. I'll be there in a minute. I'm like, I could have slept longer. So I just slept longer. And then he got there. And then same thing. I woke up, oh, no, in a panic. Cause I just wanted you guys to know he tried to pack his toothbrush to go duck hunting. I wanted you to know. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, we had, a, I brushed we had a, my, I brushed my teeth. We had a wonderful time Sorry together. Sorry for brushing my teeth. It won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> so then we leave. We go. We're driving there, and our trailer's iffy at best. Mm-hmm. It's um, an original 84, so. 81. Really? Do the math. I thought it was 84. No, 81. Which is surprising uh, you know that based on the story. Yeah. yeah. That you know. I was going to leave that part out, but we'll go there. Um, so then we go. We we did a good amount of checks. I double-checked the tires. We had just replaced the axle, all the, the bearings. We replaced the, the winch thing on the front. So, like, it's pretty solid. All the lights worked, which is unusual. Yeah, the lights That's were true. Those li- lights That's interesting. Those lights haven't worked in years, and they well, just started operating. Trailer lights are always the worst. They just go out in no time. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow. We're driving there, and all of a sudden, I always look backwards like a hundred times. You know, when you have the boat on there, and mm-hmm. you can't see it, so I click the rearview camera on our ram so I can see it do it doing it, what it's doing. And uh, I look, and there's just a bunch of smoke coming wait, out. Like, wait, no, no, you missed the most important part. For the first forty minutes of oh, the yeah. drive, <laughs> oh yeah, this is... we're driving, and you know, we haven't taken the boat anywhere in an entire year, so it's always like you kind of are remembering things as you go. And I look back and I see the strap that holds the boat to the trailer, and it's going like this. Oh man! And we hear, <laughs> and he slows down. The strap slows down. It's flapping back and forth, and the noise goes away. I go, oh okay. So it just the 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 strap just happens to be vibrating whatever frequency it's making that noise. We look back. We're slowing down, speeding up. We confirm it 100 percent. We forget that noise is even happening. And then 40 minutes later, <laughs> then there's smoke. <laughs> oh, man. Which, so, which, if that is happening with your straps, you're supposed to put one twist in them so they're not a flat line going through the air and they won't hum. Smart. But moving on. So, That's why we could have had you on this duck trip. Would've it nice. would have been nice if you showed I'm up. I'm glad I didn't go. So then <laughs> we're like, no. all of a sudden the smoke starts pouring off, and I pull over. And I happen to pull over directly in front of a mechanic shop for cars and uh, trucks. I was like, sweet. Like, at least we pulled in somewhere that they might be able to help us. And it was clear they were open, even though it was Saturday. Um, so we get out and look. And I don't know, what do you call it? The there's So there's three bolts that attach the, the cover for the wheel above the wheel. There's the one at the wheel. There's the one up here. And then there's one here. And the one in the front keeps it from rocking back and forth. It's like the... And that bolt rusted off. <laughs> so now it's just these two bolts and this whole thing can just do whatever it okay. wants and it rocked forward and was touching the wheel as the, the tires as the tires go and it was just rubbing against it and uh, that's what caused this smoke first wow. thing jeff did was grab it <laughs> of course i did <laughs> i'm like oh gotta get it off of there you know so hot. i yep hot. didn't burn myself just hot it was like as it was happening i went this is dumb what do we do yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like do it do it so then he's like jeff's like well i'll run in and see if they can help us with something, if they have, like, a bolt or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, what was your pitch going so in there? So I, I figure Stu's because the top bolt is also loose. If you can tighten that top bolt, we'd be able to make it and then get back home and, and fix it mm-hmm. later. So I walk in, and I said, hey, can I borrow two crescent wrenches real quick so you can grab one side, grab the other side, yep. tighten, and go. We'll be in and out in two minutes. And the guy goes, ah, I'll, I'll come out and take a look at it. I'm like, 
we got six minutes to spare. That's the other thing is, yeah. is like now because we took our time and he did brush his teeth. We've got uh, um, we, we we'll get there with what was it? Twelve minutes to spare. We had twelve minutes. So because the draw was at eleven. Yep. They so don't, they if don't we wait for you. if we drove the whole way, at, like according to Google Maps, we would get there twelve minutes before the draw as it sits. Okay. Now that we've stopped, we're losing minutes every single second. Every second. Yeah. So it's like. Not good. Do that math. Every minute we're losing. Every okay. second we're losing minutes. <laughs> Just tell the story, man. <laughs> so, so the guy comes out. He takes a look at it. He goes, "Ah, you know what? I got a bolt for that." Like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. he'll just grab the bolt. It'll be fixed, and then we'll be on our merry way. He walks in. He comes. He he, he has his um his drill motor with him. So he sets that down by the tire, and then goes in to grab a bolt. <laughs> I go. What a funny story for this guy if he came back out here and either we were gone or if just his drill motor wasn't there anymore. <laughs> oh, it, oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see a drill motor? <laughs> oh, took you it? took it with you. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, the Walt one? No, I didn't see it. Yeah. That was what we were so, – those so were the jokes we were making. When in a panic, we make terrible jokes. Um, so the guy comes back out. He tightens it goes, all right, you're good to go. I go, all right, well, we should – we should probably like give him some money for it. You know, I look in my wallet. I've got a five. I have a single. <laughs> just seems sad. He's yeah. got a single, which if we add that, that somehow makes it worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, can we? I don't carry cash ever. No, neither do I. I just happen to have a five on me for no reason. Um, so we go, hey, do you have like. Do you accept Bitcoin? Do you have Venmo? He goes, no. Like, well, I've got. Um, well, if you want to get paid, you'll get it. I've got <laughs> that one. Uh, Zelle. Nope, doesn't have that. Uh Facebook does a I think it's Zelly. Does a cash thing? Nope. He goes, I got Cash App. <laughs> Look, neither of us has Cash App. We're like, well, well, we'll Cash App, yeah, I guess. So Mike, he takes a screenshot of his name and we leave. I'm like, okay. is is uh twenty fair? He's like, I'm not gonna tell you guys what to pay me. I, and then I'm like, does that mean that's not enough? So fifteen. Oh you, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Like, what good does question. that mean? His exact words were, I was like, is twenty fair? Because I don't even know what these things cost. I don't know what the bolt costs. Being worst, a handyman is an worst case. It's like yeah, maybe a, a, a bolt costs fifty cents. So, yeah. so a dollar plus two minutes of his time, we paid him twenty bucks. That's he more made than plenty. Fair. Yeah. But, so, but when I asked him, like, I'm only just basing it off of body language and how he's talking. I'm like, is twenty fair? And he's like, um, I'm not going to tell you. Whatever you think is fair is fine. So it's like, that's because he knows what he did was worth nothing. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. That's what Jeff told me in the car. Yeah. And I was like, well, forget him then. No, I'm just kidding. I was well, he did, he did save the day, basically. So, you know. So we were in and out of there. Bucks. We had 12 yeah. minutes to spare. We were in and out of there in six. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so I'm like, crazy. No. I'm like, this is our day. And now we don't have to fix it when we, I'm sorry, now I don't have to fix it when we get <laughs> home. This is great. <laughs> so then we go to, uh, we get to the draw with six minutes to spare. Um, and then we get in the draw and there's 38 parties there. Now for a duck draw, basically you get a number. Uh, for your party number, and then there's so many zones to pick from uh, that are in this managed waterfowl area. If you get picked and you pick a zone, you get to go there and hunt. No one else can go there. The hunting's normally fantastic. Some zones are much better than others. The earlier your pick comes in, the more likely you are to get a good zone, blah, blah, blah. So we get there, we get in the draw, and we get picked fourth out of 38, which is... Every single experience where AJ's gone, we've either been picked last... Or second. Second to last... Or not at all. Or not at all. Yep. So I'm talking five attempts. Of course, the one time we go where we're not filming, we get picked fourth. 
And what's cra- also crazy is we go on opening day when there's the most people and we have to get up at 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Jeff tries to set us up in the most we'll ghetto. We'll let that one time go. Still Jeff, Jeff. To refuses. be honest, though, that's 100% of the things you've booked, so. <laughs> you do not understand. Well, were we not disgusted by this place? I was moving my pillow and blanket out into the car <laughs> to sleep in my car. Oh. Because of how bad this place was. Meanwhile, right next door for the same price was uh, Best, Western. Best Western. That was huh. which out of the westerns, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. Um, okay, so I'm gonna circle it back. That was another story, but um, which I think we have covered, but it's plenty of time. a good one for Jeff. Several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so then we get there, we get fourth pick, and then I see a guy that I know, and he I had met because he's my service tech at the Ram dealership. Um, super, super nice guy. Or not service tech. He would be the um, service, service representative. Like advisor or yep, something? Yep, he's advisor. Very cute. Yeah. Um, super, super nice guy. So I talked to him, and he's like, I've been here for 10 days, and I've gotten my limit every day. 10 days every stinking day. I was like, good. Can you tell me which zone to pick? Because we got fourth pick. He goes, let's see what's still available. And he gets second to last. We had already killed four ducks in the morning. So he's like, I've already gotten four. Um, we or him? He did. He did. He said, we, I already got four, so I can only get two more, and I got such a terrible pick. What I'll do is I'll go out with you guys, and I'll just be an observer. I was like, we're used to that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Like what? A, so he's giving up his hunting, to give you an idea. He's giving up his hunting for the rest of the day so he can take us to the best spot that he was in where uh, a couple days prior, he had three. it was three guys. They got 18 ducks and 18 geese. Wow. No, wait. Is that right? No. no. They got eight ringnecks, eight mallards, and eight geese. So then it wasn't three guys. And partridges in a pear tree. Because it's six-man limit, so it must have been four guys. Maybe it was three geese, plus him. Geese don't count for that, do they? Regardless. No. Geese are separate. They, eight they, is still a number. They did well. Yeah. They killed a lot of ducks. I think it might have been three plus him. So they killed a ton of ducks in this one zone. He's like, you got to go there. We're going to hammer them. It's going to be insane. And it was kind of a cold, windy, rainy day. I was like, this You're going to limit out minutes. That was that was it. No, no. <laughs> As we walk out, I'm like, just don't say the word limits. He goes, I guarantee shooting. Oh. Uh. So we didn't shoot. No, I'm just kidding. So then we go out. Um, we get our uh, boat in the water. And it's kind of fun. It is fun to like go out and do this because this is like our stuff. Normally when we travel all these different places and stuff, it's cool to always have the newest things and get to do them. It's like kind of like going back in time for us, like being two 16-year-olds going out hunting like we used to. And our little boat that we've had since it was made 10 years before we were born. And it's a uh, Montgomery Ward. 81. Yeah. Yep. That's the brand? Yep. Yeah. Have you heard of the brand Montgomery Ward? Mm, yes, I believe my dad so. Has, yeah. My dad has an outboard motor that's a Montgomery Ward, too. It's like from the yeah. 50s or something. Wow. So we took the boat out in our five-horse Mercury. This guy has a 40-horse um, lo- uh, long neck, like uh, one of the beaver tail motors, mm-hmm. and a, just a sweet rig, um, all kinds of – just completely decked out, the best decoys, the best everything. He's got a Chesapeake dog, which is beautiful. There's a picture of the dog right there. So we're going to go out with him. And he takes us. Uh, um, he takes us, and there's this big area where it's a it's a big dike that you have to like take the boat over. But he had a normally Jeff and I like two broke chicks. <laughs> we gotta um, we have to carry our boat over these dikes, and the dike itself is used to like hold water in these different zones and stuff. 
So we got off the river, had to carry the boat over that normally, which is like not an easy feat because the boat is a 14 foot heavy, heavy metal boat got filled all with of our stuff in it. Decoys, guns, snacks, snacks <laughs> ten different beverages, uh, a motor, gasoline. Like it's heavy. Like normally it's like a drag lift kind of push thing, and it's steep, like steep enough that you're like struggling just to walk up it. Well, he had a pulley system, which you'll see right now. It's the video you're watching. And he literally hooked up the pulley system to the front of it, and it was power. And it's it a winch. winch. It, looks like yeah. a, it looks like a chainsaw. And he just, yeah. and it just takes it and. So he used that winch. Great. He tied it to a pole on the other end, a metal pole that's in the water, and then drug his boat and then our boat over, which was awesome. And then, uh, uh, like, it would have been a nightmare to try and get over that thing carrying the boat. So we get over it, and then we go into our zone, and uh, he's like, this is going to be awesome. So we're getting set up, still getting the decoys up and everything like that, getting everything placed where we're going to be, and all of a sudden, a duck comes in out of, like, nowhere, just while we're setting up. And I'm like, I immediately try and finish loading up, and I fire a couple shots, and I shot behind it because I was just in a rush and everything like that. Which was a shame because it was, like, right there. Yeah. It was oh, really? Very like a great though. shot. As soon ah. as he shot and it didn't go down, I go, I'm going to hear about this for the rest of today. Probably get a call about it tomorrow. All I did was say, do a podcast oh, man, about I it. I missed him. If only, oh, man, I, I was like, I, I cannot can't believe I missed that duck. Oh, man. I said it about 100 times. Oh, man. I, I believe it. I was just so frustrated. We didn't have another duck come in the rest of the day. Uh, was it like the type of deal insane. where you could just see him like all over around you and you could see him in the distance and everything? No, it was um we saw one an hour and they all wanted to stay way out in front of us, circle around to us and go to a specific zone and get killed there. And they would go right to these other hunters and get shot every and you time. Heard the oh, shots so you just saw it. Could depending it. on how many guys were there, they probably got their limit. Oh yeah. I would bet. Yeah. We saw ducks one an hour, six hours. Not always one duck. Sometimes it was two or three would fly right into them. Land right. To wanted that. to land in their decoys. Just goes to show you, depending on the day, depending on you know, you could be in one spot and the exact same setup that you did yesterday, and you limit yesterday, and you come out the next day, and they don't want nothing to do with you. You just never know what you're going to get duck hunting. Yeah. You just don't mm. know. So that was a that's, that's what makes it so fun getting up at two thirty in the morning. You really don't get into duck hunting like nope. We do. I'm, I'm no, glad. I'm glad no. you're starting to see it. Oh, I He's thought you were dying no. on that hill. I, I I will take it to the grave that duck hunting is not. No, I love it more than anything. If I could go in the afternoon and I didn't have to go get drawn, like if if it was for sure, I could go to that pond. No one else is going to be there. It's on private property. I can hunt it. I don't. I can be there at eight o'clock if I want to. I wonder. And on top of that, you you get the draw at eleven, and then you get to go out for breakfast because ducks don't really come in until two, three, four, five o'clock. So you get in the draw at eleven, then you have until one to like yeah putts around, then get ready. Then we went to Tony's, and it was the best breakfast I've ever oh, had. It was great. The the issue with the whole draw thing though is you're still not guaranteed a spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Which I mean, I understand the idea of a, a draw and everything. It's a good idea, but I it's not my thing. If especially for native. filming, if moving forward we don't just try for the afternoon hunts to get in the draws for opening day, do you think more people put in for the afternoon or more for the morning? Morning, for sure. Morning, yeah. So I wonder if it increases our odds if we go in for the afternoons because it would work better. Yeah, but filming the, the hunting's not normally as good though. Here's what sure. we should do. Because it seems like whenever AJ and I are there is when we don't get drawn. Hire so two you, different. You, you call us yep. once you get drawn. Yep. And we'll head that way. Yeah. And we'll get there <laughs> we'll when meet we get out there. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. That was our trip.
Trust isn't built in a day. It's built over time. The early hours and the late nights. It's built by doing the work and pushing the limits every day. Because the promises we make are the promises we were built to keep. If you'd like to help support the Greenway Outdoors, please like and comment on this podcast and subscribe to all of our channels. So I was out on lunch earlier and uh, I got a frantic call from my mom. I wouldn't say frantic, but she's like, hey, hey, I got the situation I need uh, some help with. I'm like, all right, what's going on? <laughs> that was <laughs> and, uh, Is that like as frantic as she gets? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think frantic was the right word. Let's not get too personal. Okay. But, um, <laughs> it's his mom. Are you insulting his mom? <laughs> she says yeah. that uh, she woke up to a uh, dead deer in her pond oh, floating no. there. <laughs> Giggity. Um, Buck or doe? A buck. Oh. Oh, you didn't mention that. That kind of changes things. Yeah, it was like a eight point, maybe, I don't know. I got lost in the details. That's like the first thing I would add. But go ahead. And um, 14 points. <laughs> so she's like, hey, what do I do? I'm like, I really don't know. I mean, how long has it been sitting there? Well, we woke up to it, so I'm assuming a couple hours. So with the details that she gave me, I'm like, I don't know. Drag it out of the water, just set it in the woods and... Nature will take take its course because she was wondering if how if far I, is she if, from the woods? Um, Does she have woods on her property from here to right, dude. Oh, okay. So that's probably like three hundred yards. Yeah, it's a good drag. Maybe two hundred, maybe. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. And uh, so I I, t- I just tell her either drag it to the woods or or um or her boyfriend would probably do it anyway. So. Uh, and I was like, well, I don't feel like going out in the middle, of going to your place and start cleaning this deer. Right. Because I, I haven't done that once in my life yet. So, But she said that it had a uh, gut shot to the stomach. And oh. the assumption is is that it got hit yesterday and then ran off. And Yeah. I yeah. wonder if she what they should do instead of dragging it all the way to the woods. <clears throat> so, one, they're not smelling it. Two, they don't have to drag it. Just take it out of the water, tie it like a chain and brick to it, and l- let that sucker sink. That's not a bad idea because then you're not going to smell it. That's true. That also, true. Cut the the smell off. was like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but from a, at least it won't get. Yeah, at least something will eat it though. I guess in I the mean, pond stuff, you're still going to eat it in the pond. Yeah, yeah. Might be good for the pond, honestly. How big is the pond? If, um, about as big as our driveway. Oh, so like just so you know, just so you know what probably happened. The um, <clears throat> deer when they're shot in the gut, um, they experience um, similar to like what we feel like with a fever. Like a real nauseous stomach ache um, and a fever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it feels like to them. So, oftentimes, deer that are gut shot will go to water for two reasons. One, to um, the cold water feels like it would clot the, stop the bleeding. Um, so, that's one reason they go there. And number two is because they think they have a fever. Oh, um, it's so like a pan. It's like, a, like and, they're trying, and they're trying to hide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. How does that hide with the water, though? Hide down by the water? I guess, yeah. yeah they there's no they, get, they jump in and swim down under and when stay my, down there and uh, hold their breath. Well, <laughs> they get their snorkel. No, like, like, uh, like when my uh, chickens got attacked by coyotes at one time, I found several of them right down by the water's edge just because they can, like, yeah. you're down low. In the brush. Down, down the, you know, yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah. What's interesting is, uh, I, I forget what year it was, but Blue Tongue was running rampant and killing all the deer. And... What I had read was a lot in of Michigan, right? 
Yeah. Well, I don't know how national it was. Okay. But as far as I know, it was it was for sure in Michigan. It was killing off an incredible amount of deer, and a lot of the deer were found around water sources. So that leads you to believe that. I mean, that backs up what you were saying. The fever thing. Yeah, where they're just mm-hmm. when they don't feel good, they're gonna end up by water because for some reason water is there. It's just like you're savior. supposed to. The doctor well, always says when you're sick, they stay hydrated, push fluids. Yeah, that's like the thing they always say. I remember when. Uh, so our family has a farm down in Jackson, which is pr- pretty well known for its good deer hunting. Yeah, in Michigan. In Michigan, yeah. And uh, I was, I think I was around the age of 14. I was hunting by myself, and I was sitting in the stand in the morning. Had gotten bored, as young kids do. And <laughs> just sitting there being cold sucked. So I got down and I'm like, I'm gonna go stalk a deer. I'm gonna go I'm gonna it's gotta go. be easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go I'm shoot the greatest a greatest hunter alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what did you have with you? I had a twenty gauge. Okay. Um seven and a half in it. Yeah. It was my my, my first gun, uh Remington eight seventy pump action. Nice. And uh twenty gauge. So get down from the stand, I'm like, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go stalk a deer down. And on the property, there's a uh, a field that is just pine trees. They were put there, I think the idea being that they would be Christmas trees, but then no one really committed to selling the Christmas trees, so they just grew huge. They're like 20, 30 feet tall. <laughs> but when you're in, once you're into the pine trees, you can crouch down and you can see under the, the lower branches because they're all just dead, so you can see for a long ways. And when I crouch down, I'm kind of like slowly moving my way through. <laughs> And finally, I like being pretty quiet too on a bed of uh, pine needles is right. quiet. Yeah, mm. and so I'm like in my head, I'm doing really well. You're Rambo. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I, I it was dum, it was dum, so dum, cool. Dum, 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 I will dum, feast dum, dum, on this deer's heart today. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm crouching down and I'm just like scanning the area and there's like a little hill within this field. I get to the top of the, I'm like peeking over this little hill, and just over it I can see a doe laying down off in the distance. I'm like, I'm going to sneak up on this thing and I'm going to get it. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm up like on my hands and knees. I'm like crouched down like a duck, like doing like the little human duck walk thing. Like because I got to get under these branches to it. And I'm like, man, I can't believe how close I am. I'm getting to this thing. It's not, it's not doing anything. It's just like <laughs> stone cold sleeping. And literally. literally. <laughs> yeah. So finally I'm like 20 yards away and it's like, is it pregnant? Why is it so fat? And then the more oh. I'm thinking about it, it's like, it, yeah. So it was dead. It was dead. dead. I'm like, okay. It's so I like, I, I like, I make a noise and nothing's happening. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not as cool as I thought. No. Walk up to it. Gut shot. Dough. Just fat as can be. Smelled awful. And yeah. my day was ruined. Yeah. So didn't that's, get to stock on. Hers too. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's one of those things that like, I wish you could go back and see from an outside perspective. I wish I could have witnessed it. You know, like you always think you're being so quiet, but like you're also directly above what you're using to get around to make noise. So I feel like all sound is projecting away. You're being quiet, but in reality, you're not at all. And especially because deer are so sensitive to noise. And also, I mean, that kind of goes down to like the Native Americans wore moccasins. That was made out of skin. Mm -hmm. That was far more quiet than our rubber boots. Your water, or waterproof pants when you're like yeah, the I got I got a good story about that actually. Jeff and I were goose hunting one day, and uh, um, we were hunting. Uh, it was public land, and on this piece of public land, there's a bunch of ponds, and uh, 
So Jeff and I, we we go sneaking around to like the different ponds because we had sat all morning and we decided we were going to go jump shooting. And it was goose only at the time. It wasn't duck hunting. Mm -hmm. And we come up on a pond and it's a ways off, but we see like just a stack. <laughs> There's so many of them, but they're all the way on the other side of the pond. And the pond, and it, like we're a ways away from the pond too, and it's all geese. So and it's probably swampy. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's actually kind of grassy or whatever. But, yeah. um, so I tell Jeff, I go, all right, you stay here. I'm going to sneak all the way around. I'm gonna jump up the geese and shoot them, and then. They're going to, because I'm going to get around the back of them, they're going to fly this way to get away from mm -hmm. me, and then you're going to be right there to kill them, too. And the wind was in a good situation, yeah. so it was like, so you guys they, were all set we up. get two shots at these geese. Yeah, for sure. So, but I had on, like, waterproof pants and stuff, and I was like, I'm going to take one for the team. <laughs> so I take off my waterproof pants, and all I got on is, like, uh, heat gear, under armor, like, long johns, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, long underwear. That's all I got. And then... Uh, um, Took off my jacket because it's that loud waterproof clothing, too. And I'm like, the grass is all wet. It had been raining and stuff. And I'm like, I get down, and I'm like army crawling. So there's enough geese here. It's like, it's worth it for the day. Oh, yeah. There's like 18 geese. Keep in mind, we're kids, too. We're 16. So to us, this is like, holy crap. Gold it's mine. Gold. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We're the greatest hunters alive. Um, so I army crawl, and I, I mean, I go a long ways. It's probably like a 20-minute crawl. Get all the way over there, and I'm getting ready to pop up. And there's two guys standing there looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> and there's a whole mess. Of, it's all goose decoys. In the oh, water. no. <laughs> Whoa. No. Yeah. And they're just watching you crawl up on them. Yeah. They're like, hi. Oh, I'm like, they're like, we, we could hear you from 500 yards back. <laughs> I, I might as well have just shot the decoys for like oh, to finish gosh. off the story. How could you, it, I don't know what's more impressive. The decoys that you thought were real. Or your valiant effort to get the to crawl all yeah. the way or, there, or the and the two guys watching. That yeah. I sat there and watched the decoys. The decoys, whole time dude. He was doing that, and they never, you know, they move a little bit with the wind or with the yeah. water moving and stuff, but like they never move their heads, they never flap. That they I mean, never. But I just the whole time it was in our heads that those were geese. So I'm like, that's the only oh thing you look God. at when you're trying to figure out if something's real or not. Always watch the head, because yeah. on wild animals they're always like, they're always alert. on edge. Yeah. yeah. Especially I mean, with geese, there's always one that's like, like yeah, the guard on you know? guard. Right. You're lucky that like cell phones weren't a thing yet, because if those guys had seen you coming, they would have filmed that, and you would have oh ended up on star some meme page. Like, watch what? it. Look at this, dum dum. No offense. World star. I feel like at that point I had that like flip up, uh, the like little baby laptop phone. Yeah. So that could be on the internet somewhere. Hmm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I guess the lesson <laughs> is you, you, don't you go gut looking. shot. Yeah. yeah, you know, make know your shot. Aim small, miss small. There you go. Yeah, it's a decoy. So. so, scrolling through TikTok, you always find some interesting things. This one was genuinely interesting, in uh, the fact that this woman, who had contracted Lyme disease, was uh, showing that she stings herself with honeybees to oh. help with her. Um, uh, Symptoms? symptoms of Lyme disease. So I, I'm not sure what the symptoms were. I I would assume that any symptom of Lyme disease would be awful, exactly. just based on everything I've heard. Yeah. But she, um, a few times a week, takes old honeybees that she buys off a beekeeper and stings herself with it just to help with the symptoms. Yeah. And the more I dove into this, there's kind of this like uh, 
society around having chronic diseases or Mm -hmm. illnesses and stinging yourself to help with the symptoms. And I didn't even know this was a thing. No, I have no clue. I I heard about that. Um, There was a lady with MS. And Mm -hmm. she went to the doctor, tried all the different kinds of, you know, drugs and things and therapies that they have for it. Nothing was working. Nothing was working. She was getting worse. Pretty soon she wasn't going to be able to walk anymore. So she's like, let's try venom. Very aggressive. And then um, I don't remember how she got into it, but someone suggested it or she got stung and then started feeling better and then got into this community where they just send you bees and you sting yourself with them. And there's some kind of either healing property in the venom or there's your body's reaction to the venom has some kind of healing. Leave it to Western medicine to keep that under wraps. Yeah, right. So that's not to get too conspiracy theory with this. How do you not? But there, I guess it's been outlawed to use bee venom like that because of the fact that it there's been some significance behind the fact that it helps with HIV. And HIV used to be such a big issue that when people found this out, Western medicine, big pharma didn't mm-hmm. necessarily like this. Obviously, I don't have a lot of evidence behind that. It's just things I've been reading. People so, yeah. so that's just out there. As far as what you were talking about, what, the properties within it, there's something call, in it called um, melatonin. And melatonin is basically in ve- that that's what's in venom it's in jellyfish it's in snakes that's that's the property that gives you that stinging sensation from venom that pain mm-hmm. and so what it does is it um it attacks cells and it, it w- w- what it will do will will burn a hole in the membrane the protective membrane of cells and kind of eat away at it so it's kind of like a double-edged sword where are you doing more damage than good mm-hmm. in my opinion based on what I've read it's doing more good because these people their symptoms are more relaxed and they're mm-hmm. able to properly enjoy life where one of the girls I was reading about contracted Lyme disease and she's like I went I went weeks without getting out of bed I couldn't lift my head up I was in so much pain I just couldn't I couldn't exist in this world until I started doing this hmm. and it was because the, they think it's because this melatonin breaks open that membrane and attacks things and so the, the melatonin will it's anti-microbial antimicrobial yeah so what it does is because Lyme disease is basically a bacteria that attacks your body it gets in the nervous system and mm-hmm. it creates a whole bunch of different issues what it will do is the venom gets into your gets into the cells and it attacks that bacteria and kills it off in a sense huh. so it, it subdues it from getting worse so it's kind of like chemo because you're attacking the thing that's attacking you but you're also attacking you at the same time it, exactly so <laughs> it, it's like a, a natural not form. discriminant <laughs> yeah so it's a natural form of doing that and there was even some evidence behind that it venom different types of venom have shown itself to be uh, po- work in a positive way against cancer yeah. hmm. but how does that make money? Yeah. No wonder we haven't heard of this treatment. Not, right. to, not to, I know. to make the whole conspiracy theory thing worse, but the reason I heard about it, the whole MS story, and this is two weeks in a row now, Unsolved Mysteries. All the oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's being covered, at least. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's being put out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, because hopefully it has more when by I was, now. When I was trying, <laughs> you know. when I was trying to look it up and read about it, it was, it was a little tough to yeah. read it. And the other thing about it is, I couldn't find a lot of science behind it, other than word of mouth, people saying this has helped me and it's helped the situation, my situation get better. There's no science because I don't think th- there's no university funding this, or Vic mm-hmm. Pharma is not funding this, and no. Yeah. So, if anyone out there is suffering from an illness, try it. Tr- yeah, yeah well, we're not doctors, to be clear. Kinda, we're not giving clear, no we're medical yeah, advice we, whatsoever. And we are not liable for I'm anything. So, hey, you know what? If it can like clear up uh, symptoms from someone who has MS or Lyme disease, there has to be something to it. And you know. y- the interesting thing is you hear about these sorts of things all the time where it's like this weird thing from nature helps with these symptoms. And, and the more you think about it, we used to be hunters and gatherers where we were outside all the time. We didn't have like solid shelter this book I've, I've been reading for it's taken me forever to get through i usually read it when we're going through the airports the history of mankind mm-hmm. super interesting three words per minute is not a good way to get through a no, book. no <laughs> hey, it's tough <laughs> and uh jeez <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just uh, m- reading about the way mankind has become we spend a lot of time outside i a piece of me wonders if we were so much healthier because we were hunting and gathering if you contracted Lyme disease you were still hunting and gathering to survive so mm-hmm. you were running into more hornets and bees trying to scavenge for food that you were getting stung so you weren't set back laying in mm-hmm. bed you you just had you had to survive you had to go do these things so you were getting stung on occasion which helped mm-hmm. with your disease and they would they would have known and they wouldn't have known though. regardless but still it just it's interesting to me how many different things or like you hear about people microdosing with mushrooms with the psilocybin mm-hmm. it you needed food so you were hungry so it, it, it you were <laughs> i'm really hungry but how high am i willing <laughs> to get <laughs> there's a study in australia right now where they're determining the health benefits of psilocybin in a uh like a, a laboratory setting where they're actually oh, yeah. trying to use it. It's, it's coming here too for for health purposes. So well, great. it's coming here, but it'll be shut down immediately because who has all the power? Make mm-hmm. enough money. Yeah. You can make it at your house. Oh my gosh, we can't have that happen. <laughs> the whole bee venom thing, like that, it shouldn't surprise us though. Everything else about bees is super healthy. Honey has so many different health benefits for you. We need they those things have, to stick around. There's a um, uh, uh, workout supplement that's bee pollen. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that I've heard of. I didn't never never take like it. So I don't know what the health benefit is. You're the is. only there one here with a dietetics degree. has so. to have some. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it, it's just very interesting. At your it, own discretion. Yeah, and it's it's not specific to – I don't know why people are choosing specifically bees. What about that? Because, like I said, there's not a lot of science behind it mm-hmm. because they're saying that melatonin is in pretty much anything that produces some sort of venom. So – that's out there. I'm, if anyone out there, I like I said, go out and get stung. Yeah, do 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 some. <laughs> no, don't get stung, but do some research on it. See what's don't out do there the my because girl scene. yeah, the the girl that I was reading about, she said that her and her mother had spoke spoken to around seventy five doctors, and she was diagnosed with lupus. She was oh. diagnosed with everything under the sun, and then finally it came out. They 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 decided it was Lyme disease. And I don't know how that you through probably through some testing. Mm-hmm. Well, Jenna, again, being the nurse, that's one of the hardest things to diagnose. Like you have to go through years and years mm-hmm. of suffering before they decide it's lupus. So, Oof. jeez, who's that? It's interesting. Nature's nature's a funny beast. 
Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Green Outdoors podcast. You can find all of our episodes on Carbon TV and YouTube. If you'd like to watch it, the video footage is actually there of the actual podcast itself, especially when we're referring to look at this picture or that video. All that can be found there. In addition, um, you can listen to the podcast everywhere that podcasts are found, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, so on. Also, check out our main TV show on Sportsman Channel at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays. And check out our HuntCast slash Quick Trips that you can find on our YouTube channel as well as Carbon TV. And then check out our website, thegreenwayoutdoors.com, and click on Shop. Because if you do, you'll see our cool merchandise. Jeff's got one of the hats on today. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of cool stuff there. We'd love to see your support. Thanks so much for tuning in. Stay green.